0: This is the John Oakley Show Podcast. On a great day for talk radio, albeit a rather sad note, when we've got uh, the eight deaths reported at the uh, Seven Oaks Care Home. And of course, you know, I keep saying if we could just get massive testing going, that might be part of the panacea to at least uh, take the unknown, the X factor out of the equation to know who's a carrier, uh, who may have already... You know, been uh, cleared and can't be carrying the contagion uh, because right now, as I was saying earlier, we're flailing about things uh, rather blindly. We've got our panel still to come, topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. That awaits, uh, but the markets had another down day. It was a rough ride. Uh, we also had a lot of people who were in a, a predicament not being able to make the rent, and uh, where it all dials into either its a heartless landlord, the landlord's claiming the bank's not giving them any relief. Against the backdrop of a lot of economic factors in play, we join our friend John Turley-Ewart, the risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Street's. John, how are you, Farron?
1: Doing very well, John. I I've seen, I see the light today. There's sun, sunshine.
0: Yeah, that's the light you see. Uh, <laughs> by the way, yeah, you know, when we talk about light at the end of the tunnel, uh, these are all the aspirational things about getting out to the other side, you know, re- relatively unscathed, we would hope. But when you've got the authority saying, well, there's going to have to be maybe three more months of this at least, do you think people can tolerate that?
1: Well, I think it's going to be very difficult. Uh, three months is a long time. And, uh, you know, the, the dates I heard was, you know, middle of June, uh, possibly back to work maybe in July. Uh, that, that's a huge economic hit. And and what makes it harder to tolerate, John, is, is the kind of mumbo-jumbo we continue to get out of Ottawa, where in little bits of details uh, every every morning when the prime minister gives his talks start to come out about programs which rather than you know, ease people's concerns and maybe make it a little bit you know, uh, easier to do th- this long uh, isolation, it makes it harder. For example, the 75% wage subsidy that, uh, uh, that was announced recently by the federal government. Well, today, uh, the prime minister said that will only go to companies that pay the other 25% of the, of the wage, and that just strikes me as, as bizarre.
0: Well, because earlier he had said uh, he would hope that they do the honourable thing or however he couched it in whatever phrase, uh, left it really incumbent upon them. Now, if he's forcing or compelling them to, you're right, it's mixed messaging and it does confuse people. On another matter, uh, and maybe we'll dial back into this whole package that uh, they've been promoting, the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, but the rent was due for a lot of people today. There were even protests where they were withholding rent landlords being seen as the heavies in the equation. I've had landlords call me earlier in the program saying the banks are not cutting me any slack. Uh, So in the food chain, how would this best be addressed? Or has it already been, and the tenants uh, should be getting help from this relief package that Bill Morneau was touting earlier today and earlier last week as well?
1: Well, one of the blind spots in the the package that the, the finance minister put together with Canada's banks is when he talked about mortgage deferrals, It was only applicable to your your primary residence mortgage so for example if you're a small landlord with uh, let's say you own a condo or maybe two condos uh, that mortgage is not going to be deferred by the bank that mortgage payment which means that if your tenants are are unable to pay their rent you're going to have to come up with the cash and obviously in this uh, situation uh, everyone's having a hard time coming up with cash when you have you know, approximately 30 percent of the uh, of the economy, people are working in the economy not not working now, not getting any money. And there's no money flowing from Ottawa.
0: By the way, uh, what did you make of this report that Bill Morneau, uh, when last week you might remember a lot of people recoiled and the Conservatives, I guess, called them out on it, along with the NDP, uh, where he wanted impunity to tax spend uh, and even in some cases take over stock of companies up until the end of 2022. Uh, it now is reported uh, from sources close to Bill Morneau that he was really just trying to use the stick against the banks to make them uh, more compliant uh, and maybe put uh, threaten them with increased taxation if they didn't help ease the burden on people who are mortgage holders or on credit rates and things like that. Do you believe that report to be credible? He was just I using his it it leverage.
1: Utterly nonsense they're, you know the Canadian banks uh, uh, you know work very cooperatively in these situations uh, historically they, they, they have uh, you know since you know john i 've written a lot about Canadian banks and studied the history of Canadian banking you know first world war second world War uh, you know the banks uh, have worked very closely with the with the federal government and they 're doing the same today i mean quite frankly. Um, You know, Churchill didn't even ask for a suspension of Parliament's ability to oversee spending powers, but this government did. I mean, it was absolutely outrageous, and and for Murnaud to suggest that, or anyone in his office or those close to him to suggest that, is, I think, pure nonsense.
0: Again, with John Turley-Ewart, watches the markets. He's a, a risk management consultant specializing in capital markets on Bay and Wall Street's. Market went down again today. It's like a yo-yo, hard to follow. I mean, what's going on? Are there any safe havens?
1: Well, John, it's, you know, we had the TSX down uh, 3.76% or 500 points. The Dow was down 4.4%. Interesting enough, oil was up 3.5% today. uh, And that in part uh, can be put down to uh, the Saudis and the Russians and the Americans, uh, you know, talking behind the scenes. And in Canada, anyways, Alberta uh, has uh, backstopped the Keystone Pipeline, which is going to be built. But is there a safe haven? John, it's, it's really hard uh, to find a safe haven right now because there's, there's four things that are unknown right now. And, and, and uh, if you give me a moment, I'll go through them. The economic stop we're experiencing. How long? How severe? We don't know that. The fiscal response. Government cash in hand. When's that money going to get into people's hands? We don't know that. The economic restart. How are we going to do that? When's that going to begin? What's that involve? Very hard to know. And then finally, the COVID effect. How is this, uh, this whole pandemic and the shutdown going to impact business, the new business order that comes out of this? And what's the fate of globalization? I mean, it could be under a lot of pressure after this as well.
0: You know, you talk about businesses uh, as they're trying to stay afloat should subsidies continue like even after businesses are up and running for example they may not have any cash flow uh so i guess if the subsidies were withdrawn they still need to create the business and have activity uh would you continue subsidies for the short time afterwards
1: Well, John, right now we're looking at subsidies that just pay the renting and hopefully keep some people on the payroll. Uh, But, you know, that's not going to cover all the expenses. And and people need capital for advertising. They need capital to, you know, obviously buy supplies, to get things going again. I think we're going to have to look at, you know, extending the support uh, out far enough so that we can get people back on their feet and uh, supporting their own marketing efforts and bringing in their own clients. So, you know, this is not something that's going to happen overnight.
0: I was thinking in that same regard, you've got some people, maybe they put down a grub stake uh, just recently to start a business, dipped into an account, cashed out RRSPs, had an angel investor, whatever the case, they got no revenue per se. Uh, Do they qualify? I mean, and certainly when you've got that 30% drop in revenue as a litmus test for getting this help, uh, I mean, where do these people fit into the equation?
1: That's the problem with the government program, I would say. And I mentioned this when we talked about it before. Who's going to who, – what, what army of accountants are going to sit in Ottawa going through all these applications to determine whose revenue has gone up or down 30% and what's the, what's the criteria for that? Would it not make more sense to you know, put money in everyone's hands right now and then uh you know after this is over look at the books clean up the mess and i mean the cra's got all our records they know where we are uh they they know how to get us and uh, you know it's going to be taxing it back afterwards but right now it's just not getting into people's hands
0: i'm kind of curious about uh you know this whole thing seems to be uh underpinned by a need to get control over the virus or at least have some semblance of uh, knowing where we stand. And so do you think if there's a, an early uh, bright light at the end of the tunnel, it might be massive testing? Do you think that's the best response and uh, might even get people back to work and uh, knowing who we should isolate primarily and so on and so forth? Is that a game changer?
1: It is a game changer. And and for instance, Abbott Labs is working on a, a test right now where they'd be able to get the response uh, within a few minutes, five, 10 minutes. Uh, it's something that like that comes in the market on a mass scale uh, it allows us to identify who uh, who is infected and who is not uh, who can participate outside the uh you know outside the house in the in the normal economy and it allows us to put numbers and around uh, who actually is uh infected with this covid 19 because one of the challenges we have right now is we really don't know how many people have been infected because uh, you know, based on what's been studied so far, we understand that many of the people who are infected show show uh, no signs at all of, of the, uh, you know, the, the coughing and the cold and the respiratory problems that lead some people to die.
0: Yeah, I think it's a clarifier for sure. And uh, the sooner we can get to that stage, you know, maybe we can avoid that timeline of three months more of this. Uh, which oh, it's absolutely be... critical. Yeah. I think it's intolerable. As I say, I've got people already expressing they're climbing the walls and they're two weeks in, three weeks maybe, and uh, if we're talking about three more months, not to mention uh, the impact on the economy as well. The mental health component is also critical. John, we'll let you run along. We talk uh, on a fairly frequent basis, so look forward to doing it before too long. Again, stay healthy, stay well. You
1: too. Take care.
0: John Turley, risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets.